Hello and welcome to the Front End Podcast. Um, we usually record earlier in the week, but we thought we'd leave it till the last minute because that's how we do things at Oxford United, whether it's scoring goals or paying bills. Um, so, um, so let's get the negative out of the way, shall we? Because the reason we didn't record yesterday was because Simon's ill. He's still ill but we're running out of time to record one, so we're doing it without him. Um, so before we start with the negative stuff, um, let's have some positives in the fact that we've got Fraser here. Hello, Fraser. Hello. And we've got Paul here. Hello, Paul. Hello. Um, and I'm Liam, if anyone cares. Um, anyway, some news broke this morning um, of another winding up petition, this time again from, um, from Faroka. The stadium company. Um, it's not something I like seeing, but this time there has been a slightly different situation where the club have actually made a statement about it. Have you have you seen the statement? Yeah, I read it on the website. I haven't yeah. seen it. No. Ah, ah. Well, let us enlighten you, Paul. It's fairly well worded, I think, um, but it's along the lines of they knew they were going to pay it late, <laughs> which isn't the best start to anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, we knew we were going to do they, that. Yeah. Um, and so they set up a meeting with uh, the stadium company to uh, talk about the late payment and see if they could negotiate a, a sort of future fees type thing. And at the last minute, the stadium company cancelled. And so the meeting where they were meant to say, we're going to be late paying, didn't happen. And so they were just late paying. I can only assume this isn't in the statement, obviously. <laughs> um, but I can only assume the reason they were late paying was something to do with the lack of uh, of player and staff wages on the day it was meant to be there. Um, it, it just all seems a mess. Uh, I think if you look at, obviously the statement's been released because it's the end of the tax year. A two million pound loss throughout the year has been absorbed um, by by the owners, and money has been coming over from the Far East and, and all of this stuff. So the money is there. Our budget is bigger than it, it has been for a while. Um, and it, it, does that mean this is just all incredibly bad administration? Well, and that is not a part <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you say, the, the money does exist. The money is there. It's just not there on time. Uh, it seems to me that we always do get it eventually, um, but past deadlines that HMRC and, and Faroka uh, sort of expect of us or have agreed with us. Um, I don't know. I I can't... It's like I sort of said this last time. I mean, Paul, you joked about playing the same yeah. thing again, but we really could because I just... I don't, I don't know enough about what the general practice is. Is this quite a common thing? That, that football clubs or businesses do that you're you're late paying tax and 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 bills to your landlord i don't know i mean it wouldn't seem like it um but like you say the, the the money does seem to get there in the end but for me the where it went to a new level was when staff were late being paid um that that sort of and i know i'm an outsider looking in but that 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 for me is when it, it took it to a next level because okay now now you're late on people's wages and I know you can try and spin it and say it's one working day I mean that's actually three days if you're going Friday to Monday people have bills going out and I don't you have to you don't, you don't even have to explain why it's bad to pay someone their wages late 
But I think for me that was when it it yeah you're at a new level now. This is slightly worrying. Yeah, I don't blame the staff for not coming in on yeah. Monday either. You know, if that was the reason. No, but what I would like to know is is it because because they were paid by three, weren't they? Because they were it, it, obviously if it doesn't get through automatically, it's got to all be done manually. Uh, that's that's pretty much the same. Well, it's it used to be that way where I used to work. Um, if there were ever any issues and things were done manually, they took a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I would love to know whether it was because they hadn't been paid first thing Monday morning or whether it's because the club had said, look, we didn't pay you on time, you worked Saturday, have Monday off. Because yeah. if it's that, the club should come out and say that. Or someone should, because that's that's a nice thing the club have done. I won't say a good thing, because <laughs> they shouldn't be in that situation. But, yeah. yeah, I just think that that the reason for everything being shut on Monday should be talked about. You know, if it was new training because the systems were obviously a mess, because Ticketmaster messed everything up, didn't it? And loads of people got multiple bookings and charged four times for a set of tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if it was something to do with that, say that. If it was because they weren't paid on time, then... Yeah, I think I think people should know because otherwise it's silent and everyone just assumes yeah. the worst. Yeah, and and it's funny because it sort of shouldn't be the way, but it is the way that when you don't say anything, uh, then rumor and imagination runs wild as it will. If it is just administration stuff, um, then don't like they keep saying, "Oh, we'll have a meeting at the end of the season. We'll see what went wrong and and so on." That's why the end of the season, like I. Right, why has this gone wrong? Oh, because it wasn't sent over early enough because the arbitration period between it coming from the Far East and um, arriving in the UK is a set amount of time, but sometimes it's slightly delayed. Okay, if it's because of that, imagine what the worst delay could be Yeah. and add that on, just in case. Yeah. Because it's, it's not worth it. Yeah, I always think it sounds a bit, sort of, uh, a little bit pathetic and amateur when they sort of say... Well, it's because of these checks. I'm sorry, you can't be the only business that is importing money from the Far East into the UK. Uh, You must know what the checks are going to be. And even if there's going to be a delay, you surely factor that in. And I sort of think it's similar to when they keep saying about we've we're in we're struggling with cash flow because of all the unforeseen costs. But the arbitration that Daryl started, if Tiger bought a football club, which you're surely paying a lot of money for. You ask 10 million questions mm. and you get all the information that you get far more information than you need. And if you didn't, that's your lookout. Yeah, maybe there was a delay in the response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only just arrived. Well, Tell you what, I'll just buy minutes. it now and you answer me next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time, big time, big time. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's not great. That's not, It's not great to read. Um, and I, I just... Uh, there's talk of um, how busy Eric uh, I don't know how to pronounce his surname that's why I just call him Eric by the way is it Thahor? Thahir? Yeah Yeah I don't know Um, when he uh, when he's done with his elections he'll be more involved Um, well hopefully that will sort some of this out because at least he's got sort of European bank accounts at least we're part of (laughs) Europe Yeah Yeah Um, (laughs) Let's not get involved in any of that If you're buying a club in England, you've got to make sure that you have the funds in England. 
if I was going to buy a business somewhere, I would make sure that I've got stuff ready to go just in case the worst case scenario. You, the, the emergency fund in England, it's not hard to do if the money is already there. However they paid the players um, at last minute must have been from some sort of emergency fund. If, if you imagine, this is, this is completely me, me guessing this, but last time they were late paying Kassam, they, um, there was a wind-up petition. Okay, right. Okay, well, let's make sure there is money that will cover the rent in an English bank account. So they did that, and then the money hadn't come from the Far East on time, so they paid using that. Well, if they can do that with the rent, do it with all the costs. As you've said in the past, Fraser, we're not sure if it affects players wanting to get involved, but it definitely affects fans, definitely affects sponsors, it definitely affects the outside world, and it affects the way people see the club. I got a message from a Walsall fan earlier today to say, what the hell's going on? Are we in for an easy game at the weekend? And I said, well, no, this this stuff's been happening roughly since I've yeah, changed I've, in form. <laughs> I played football tonight, and I had two um, fans of Premier League clubs come up. What's going on? So, yeah, this is just yeah. what happens now. The few times I've ne- met Niall, <laughs> make sure I get that one right, McWilliams, um, and knowing other people that know him and his involvement in the club, hmm. he does do a lot. It doesn't seem like it, and he is a very proactive person, a very sensible person. But I mean, it's not him. He must How, be able to put something in place. If he's not got the money to pay it, then what's he meant to do? He's not the money man. Yeah, he can only do work no, with the tools to that speak. he has. His job is to speak to the money men. Yeah, his job is the go-between between the money men yeah. and the running of the club. That is his job. So he needs to make sure that happens. And I believe he will do everything mm. he can to do that. So you don't need to copy this and you don't have to paste it next time, Fraser, because it won't happen again. So there. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, however, in the last however many days, um, there was a game of football. And uh, if I remember correctly, quite a good game of football because we won it. Um, against a team that there are a minority of fans uh, in the Oxford United camp who believe it is a rivalry. I personally do not. Um, there are, I don't know if it's a majority or minority, Wickham fans think it's a rivalry. Both of them. Some do not. Um, but a, a minority <laughs> and a majority. <laughs> to be fair, their official um, account does call it Derby Day. I think Gareth Ainsworth has a lot to do oh, with it's that. Just, yeah, and then afterwards he had to say that we own the the M40. <laughs> oh, it was bad. He it did what, bad. sorry? We don't. He said that the M40 belongs to Oxford. Shut, we definitely have the money there, haven't up. we? Stop talking. It was, yeah, it was, right, let's talk about the game. Um, I thought Wickham, for all their anti-football, they looked uh, compact, they looked organised. As soon as the free kick was given... And it shouldn't have been a free kick. Absolutely should not have been a free kick. He clearly wins the ball. Uh, the, the the guy that went down was his name, Stuart. He Samuel. Um, yelled at the linesman for the previous one. Samuel, that's the one. He yelled at the linesman and I just knew that the next free kick would be given. And as soon as it was, I could imagine myself on this podcast saying, it doesn't matter, you still have to defend it. Yeah, I mean... And we didn't. It was Eastwards. shocking. Yeah, people can talk about... We, 
yeah, you can talk about Eastwood, but then the defence just yeah. stood there. It like no one did their job. Eastwood flapped. That's not cool. But someone else can go for the ball, um, and it is probably Eastwood's fault more than more than everyone else. But it it was just statues. It was embarrassingly bad that yeah. goal. Um, and as soon as it was given, you, you just knew. And and you've got to defend. It doesn't matter. And you can talk about the game. I know Fraser. You can kick us off with this. How do you feel about um, the referee giving them decisions? Yeah, no, I thought you... And I'm not... I tell you what, I've said this last week somewhere. I don't usually get into refs that much. I've been on record on this podcast a lot as sort of sticking up for them. But I just thought he was awful. He played into Wickham so much. What Everything that... They came for a point... <laughs> didn't get one and they went about doing this by what we do is we just throw ourselves over whenever we can we'll take about five years to take every goal kick and I know I, I, I take the point that that's their game plan that's supposed to wind you up well mission accomplished it did wind me up as a fan but it also but, wound up their fans as well I mean credit to their fans booing their well, they, own team for time wasting and so on they need the win they needed the win well this is that's it I was the, do you know I was stood there and I was I was I was there with my dad and I was turning to him saying these lot are worse off than us. What what why are they playing for a draw? You know, and the game was in the balance. I thought they 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 could have gone for they could they could have gone for the win as much as we could. I was really puzzled by that that setup and yeah, I really didn't get well, it. Especially when when you consider that they've had a week with their PR saying this is a derby, it's a big game, it's a six pointer, yeah. and if you're only going for one point. <laughs> You know, it's a two-pointer. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I know that that's your view of the referee. I'm going to counter that by saying, if if the Wickham players are going down at every sign of contact, either don't make contact, which isn't the best thing to do because it is a contact sport. How you do you need not make contact? That's properly. changing the entire sport. Or you play the same game, <laughs> and we didn't. If if that's how the ref is going to do it, and it is tipping the scales and tip them back and you've got the power to do that and we weren't doing it I think that the... so that that's just you know it's an option <laughs> I, I think that the referee you, you can't just the blame the referee the ref. is in a bad position anyway because of his history you know being an ex-Swindon youth player you immediately ask questions it's two pound in the jail <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's a horrible that's, position to that's be that's appalling in. you know I feel for him but it is appalling no one should no one should be refereeing a game if they've ever been on the books of a rival club. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I thought that was a thing anyway, but maybe not. Anyway, um, a certain uh, a it, certain left back made that all go away. I was streaming it from Italy and uh there was a delay on it. And so Oh yeah, sorry Liam. Yeah, that's all right. Uh so for anyone listening in, there was a, a WhatsApp conversation within the pod <laughs> chat that basically told me what was happening before it happened so I muted it yeah. but then I couldn't live with that so I unmuted it and then kept refreshing Twitter because I could not live with how tense the game was and well you didn't actually watch it no I did watch it at, at about 94 minutes I refreshed my screen and nothing had come up saying goal there was just an Oxford Mail tweet saying wow oh. I was like Oh, that what? would have destroyed me. 
what, what does that mean? Has, has there been like a horrendously bad tackle? Have four people got sent off in the same thing? And, and you know, uh, Ainsworth and Robinson punching each other up. Is there a dog on the pitch? Yeah, so I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I did what anyone would do and started filming my screen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a decent finish as well, wasn't it? Oh, belter. Uh, it, was, it was one of those that, I, I hate to say this such a cliche thing, but as soon as he hit that, as soon as he hit that strike, everyone's eyes went to that corner of the goal. And it was as if you just knew it was about to slam the back of the net. And I don't know if I've celebrated a goal like that at that stadium before. Oh, it was just carnage when he put that in. And it was such a relief because we said about the game that Wickham came to play. You feel so, so much sort of... Uh, justice when you beat a team like that because how many times have we not beaten a team like that and thought oh they played such anti-football we couldn't we couldn't get three points and um it was a typical game where you look at the the quality of the goals um and they all count exactly the same yeah their goal was from our poor defending and i don't know how it went in really yeah our goal our first goal was a decent build-up but you know, Sinclair gets exactly the same stat as Ruffles gets <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. that. And uh, their penalty taker doesn't. Any complaints about the penalty? At the time, I thought it was a horrendous dive. Looking back, I still think he's dived, but Ruffles has got his hands on his shirt. You're given the ref a decision to make, I'm afraid. I think it was a penalty. Um, as soon as you start going, oh, it's a bit of a soft one. Yeah, but it is one then. Yeah. Um, I, I... But it was a bad penalty. I was shocked, though. You've got to hit the target. Once they'd yeah, had a penalty, dreadful. to not get a penalty ourselves for handball, you know, he punched it. Oh, that was awful. Uh, that was there's horrendous. There's no other way to describe it. He punched the ball. You know, it, it, it's a clear penalty. Paul, you, you weren't a fan of the referee's performance. I believe you weren't a fan of the linesman's no, performance the either. linesman. Because, ladies and gentlemen... Um, if you watch the extended highlights, as the free kick gets given, I believe it is Paul's voice you can hear, clear as day, say, bloody hell, linesman. <laughs> um, Fraser, if you're able to get a snippet and just put it in this podcast, in the edit, yeah, yeah, yeah. please do it. I'll get that. Please do it. I'll get that. Good one on the overlap, and that'll be a free kick. Anyway, so Paul, you weren't a fan of this linesman. And it was a soft one, but you still need to defend. I thought it, it the linesman looked weak. We I, I, if you're going to make a decision, you have to look decisive. And he, he looked weak. Um, yeah. And he seemed to bow to, down to pressure, apart from, from, from the crowd. Well, yeah, I, I think that's a lot of officials, though, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't matter, yeah. because we did win. And... That has pushed us up to twelfth, yeah. top half of the league. Yeah, and, and you know, it was, <laughs> which is mental. It was, it was just crazy to to think, you know, three games ago the situation we were in compared to now, and the and the guilt edge that each, you're not so much a Coventry one, but I mean they're all one goal wins, mm. but the, the the margin of error that the two home games, the three points have come in, you know, pretty much both the last kicks of the game. Although that was another thing about this ref while we're on him. <laughs> This guy on Saturday, right, ref, we, we, we've, we've got about 15 seconds left. Why, why, how much time are you playing here, man, for Christ's sake? What is he doing to me? <laughs> uh, 
Well, only playing one minute in the first half when there have been two goals, <laughs> a penalty and a booking. Uh, that's... What? Yeah. Um, and then four minutes in the second half, well, the goalkeeper did that on his own. But that just made it better when oh, it was... Oh, that was glorious, <laughs> it wasn't it? Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was... Yeah, which but was... But yeah, good. I mean, I mean those, um, but those last three games, I mean, it's... it's that, that is... That's basically been the... the the highlight or whatever you want to say, the turning point of the season, I think. I mean, we're now in a situation where, what do we think, three more points should do it? Mm. This has left us with six games to go. Three games are against teams that are struggling and three games are against teams who are doing well. So we're going to beat the three teams Um, that are doing well. Yeah, I would take that. Essentially, if you you can look at it a few ways. Uh, If you say 52 points, we've got to not lose four games out of six. That sounds achievable, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think. Or ideally, let's beat Walsall. Yeah, I mean, if we <laughs> could just do that. <laughs> especially as Cashy um, seems to have been finding his own now. He really seems to have made a partnership with Brannigan in midfield. If we could try and keep that for next season. Sinclair said that he's up for staying if if that happens. Like he he's not against it, and so is Jordan Graham. So let's just see where we're at. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, let's focus on Walsall. Um, really bad run of form. Suddenly picked up, but then they played against. Uh, I believe they had the same same order of fixtures in in terms of Sunderland, um, Portsmouth, and Barnsley. But then they've also played Doncaster, and they've lost yeah. uh, all, if not mm. most, of those games. Um, so suddenly they they're back into a bad run of form. We're in a good run of form. Do you think that? Do you think the fact that they've played such high quality teams eradicates those four games, or do you think our good form and their bad form gives us the upper hand? I think their fans will be nervy. Well, we the the, the crazy thing is we're twelfth, and we're still mm. not sure. Yeah, twelfth in April, and still, you know, oh well, it could still go wrong. That's mad. Yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, I've been quite optimistic in the predictions for the last four or five games. I think this one's going to be a tough one. Um, I think, if you look at the league table, I know Walsall have had a bad run of form, but they are now the... I don't think they have before been in the drop zone, have they? Didn't they go into it last Saturday? Um, yeah. And I think there's something psychological about that. And I think... They don't have an option now. They simply cannot sit back. They cannot play for a point on Saturday. They're going to have to come at us, um, which could play into our favour. We are seem we do seem to be better against offensive teams, um, but I think it's going to be quite a tough game on Saturday um, because Walsall are simply going to have to throw everything at us. They they need to get out of the ship more so than we do now. Um, so I think it's 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 going to be a tough one this one, but. Um, now that I've said that, we'll probably win 5-0 or something. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, yes, I'd very much take yeah. that. I'm going to go for a win. I'm going to say we'll win. I won't give a score prediction, but I think we'll actually win it. And if we do, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think nervy, but I think we'll just about scrape it and we'll win. All right, Fraser, you think it'll be tight? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to go for a draw, which you know would would still put us at fifty, and you know I, I think we'll we'll be there's no need to panic just because we've not got three points. I know we're very used to three points lately, but um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Uh, we'll just talk about a few players, but James Henry, he has 
he's still our top goal scorer. He's scored 14. He's assisted nine. So he's such a great player and I believe has another year on his contract, which is awesome. But not scored for a little while. Uh, do you feel his performance has dropped or is it literally just dried up in terms of the goals? Um, I think he... Yeah, I mean, I, did, I think he's dipped slightly lately. Um, but... I mean, his contribution this season, it, 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 if this is part of a bigger question of do we want him involved in things next year, I think absolutely yes. I'm not saying that it was, but if it was, um, I think absolutely yes, because his contribution to our season has been invaluable. I mean, before we, we became a bit better offensively, he was sort of the only the only shining light, is it fair to say, mm. uh, going forward? Well, now I'm wondering if that's sort of part of the reason. You've got a player who's scoring goals, and if he's not scoring goals, we don't score. And then all of a sudden, other people come into form. And so the pressure isn't on as much. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they maybe dry up a bit. We saw it with Hiltz a few times yeah. um, in his time with us. Um and yeah, I'm just wondering if it's that really, because all of a sudden, yeah, Cashy hasn't necessarily scored, but he's got more involved, and Graham's looking more threatening, and um, uh, Mackie scored a few, Sinclair scored a few, uh, people are scoring in the right times. All of a sudden, there's less pressure on Henry to be the only guy yeah. able to score. His biggest problem is that he was so good earlier in the season that we're. Yeah, he was go you know really on fire earlier in the season, and now you know he's not quite that. We're wondering at, you know, what's wrong. You know, people, yeah, at this level, you're not going to be consistent. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at this level. No, that's true. And and to be honest, I am just buzzing that he's got another year on yeah. his contract. He's he's an exceptional player, and I, I I'm a big fan of his. He seems like a very nice guy. Um, other great performances recently, Rob Dickey. <laughs> And his diagonals, Cashy has obviously been mentioned. I think Sinclair's just getting better game by game. I think we need uh, to mention for Sam Long. And again, seems like a really nice nice person who's been on the fringes for so long. Yeah. And He's sort of what Ruffles used to be, isn't he? He sort of flirts with it slightly and then he, he seems to miss out because someone else comes in and then has to wait his turn again. But Well, yeah, he obviously he got, um, he got a... Red card at Bristol Rovers. He got given a few games in a row and it looked quite strong and then got sent off at, at Rovers. And then hasn't really been back in. But it's been a few managers have sort of kept him in that same place. And all of a sudden, he's been given a few games and, yeah, he seems to be... It seems to be quite a close-knit back five. He's an old-fashioned... Yeah. Where they trust um, each right other. Back, isn't he? Because he's primarily a defender, and nowadays they're primarily wingers. It's quite nice to have two players on your books who, in the next few years, could be mm. given testimonials. In this day and age, it doesn't happen often. No. Um, yeah, local lad as well. It's all good stuff. Gavin White's back, so that's good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about players, because now we're doing on on a game-by-game -game basis. might be worth, uh, worth mentioning the, the highlights, as it were. Well, I think, you know, if you're going to mention players, then, you know, Nelson has been strong all season. And considering there's been speculation as to whether he's leaving or whatever, his form has not dipped. And credit needs to come, you know, go to him for that. It does. It does. Um, and he's he's missed a lot of headers from corners and free kicks and so on. And they've gone just wide, which made it that much nicer, him scoring a couple of games ago. 
because I know it wasn't a header, but it's in the right place and he put it in <laughs> from point blank <laughs> with with Nelson's column. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Hi, Tim. Hi, Hi Matt. Tim. And um, and yeah, we'll we'll speak to you next week. Uh, and in true podcast style, we'll speak to you in three points. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.